0: So you're going on a trip you're flying and you want to bring your guitar just saying that might make your palms sweaty to me there is nothing more anxiety producing than flying with your guitar you don't know if you can get it on the plane you don't know if you can get it through security and if you have to check it you really don't know what's going to happen on today's acoustic tuesday show i'll be sharing with you some tips to make air travel with your guitar far less stressful and much easier Hey, TAC family, this is episode 283 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show, a show packed full of inspiration and fun, designed to help you get more fulfillment, progress, and joy from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I'll be keeping you in the loop with some acoustic news you can use, which includes a new-to-me artist whose weapon of choice is a resonator guitar, a union of a genre-defining guitar with a genre-pushing guitarist, and much, much more. Plus, you're going to see a guitar arsenal that will most certainly make your day, even if you're not a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Yes. You'll see that all in just a little bit, but first let's fly with your guitar. I've got 10 tips to make air travel with your guitar far less stressful, and you'll almost feel well empowered when I share these things with you. So let's dig right in tip number 10. Don't fly with your guitar. Ship it. Yes, If flying with your instrument causes you a ton of anxiety, you know, you're not sure whether you're going to get it through security. You're not sure whether you're going to get it on the plane. You might have to check it. Just take all of that worry off the table and ship it. A couple bonuses here. You can track your guitar and it's insured. So if something were to happen to it, you're covered, which is awesome. I did this back in, I want to say 2011, I was playing in a band here in Montana, Little Jane and the Pistol Whips. We were trying out for American Music Abroad. I think that was the program. And we made the final round of tryouts. I'm putting this in quotes because it's always odd to say like tryouts and music, it's really weird. Anyways, we were flown to San Francisco to uh, to try out, do a live audition. And I didn't have a flight case at the time. And I was playing Dobro in this band. And Dobro is generally uh, pretty, fragile in terms of moving and flying with and things like that especially if you don't have a flight case so what i did is i shipped it to the hotel i was staying at called ahead to notify them that hey this guitar is coming in the mail please set it aside and it was smooth i didn't have to worry about it it was trackable the guitar was there when i needed it boom and then i shipped it back home uh you can kind of pre pre uh print a shipping label to kind of take care of the return trip as well it's an added cost but to me that added cost was well worth it because it reduced my stress big time. So yes, tip number 10, ship your instrument. Tip number nine, this seems like a small one, but it kind of goes hand in hand and piggybacks on the shipping it aspect. Tip number nine is to pad the accessory compartment. Now you're thinking, Tom, what on earth does this have to do with flying with your guitar? Well, whether you ship your guitar, whether you uh, check your guitar, whether you bring it on the plane, your accessory compartment in your case, right? You have a hard shell case, you open it up, right beneath the neck is a little, little door you can open up, throw capos, picks, extra strings, string cutter, string winder, etc. You can throw that all in there. Well, whether you ship it, check it, or bring it on plane, your guitar case is moving a lot. It's getting jostled around. Well, the more that it moves, the more likely that that accessories compartment can actually pop open and the contents can spill out within the case. If the contents spill out within the case and the guitar is moving around, a capo, a heavy pick, a string cutter, a string winder could be rattling around your guitar case. It could scratch the neck, it could damage the finish. Worst case scenario, it could actually puncture the side of your guitar depending on if you get a angry baggage handler okay so pad the accessory compartment and of course that goes along with shipping it if you ship it you want to pad the guitar anyway detune it yada 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 all that stuff if you're looking for tips on shipping your guitar uh, you can check out reverb.com they've got a great article on how to ship your instrument and also uh and dalton does a good job of kind of having this checklist of shipping your guitar uh, next tip tip number eight check your guitar yes check your guitar I know it seems odd. I know it seems scary, but it reduces the anxiety of bringing the instrument on the plane. Now, I've had to check my guitar at one point. I was going to Nashville to record my second album, my EP, and I had the guitar with me on the plane there, but on the return flight, I had to check it and I was mortified, but luckily for me, I had a Kalton case. It was a very early generation Kalton case, uh, but just as protective as the current ones, probably actually maybe a little bit less protective as the current ones, but having to check your guitar isn't the end of the world. Yes, it's a little bit stressful, but if you have a flight case and if you check your guitar, I recommend having a flight case. That will certainly help the health of the instrument, the protection of the instrument, and generally speaking, If you check your guitar in a flight case, more often than not, I would say probably a 90% success rate that everything's fine. Yes, we've all seen the horror stories. I've seen the pictures. Andy McKee's guitar got uh, bashed up because he had to check it. I've seen vintage 335s. I don't know who the artist was, but their guitar got bashed up uh, because they had to check it. But I just wanna put this out there. More often than not, in fact, 100% of the time, we only hear the negative end of checking your guitar. I would say for every one tragic story, there's probably 500 plus guitars that get checked and make it okay, okay? So just keep that in mind. And if you want a little bit of extra security, pack your guitar like you're gonna ship it and then check it. It's kind of the same thing. You know, you think of, shipping your guitar in a box fully padded it's getting thrown on a plane in a cargo hold and it's going to its destination the same is kind of true when you check your guitar so if it really freaks you out pack your guitar like you're going to ship it and then check it it'll be handled probably the same way and it'll be protected probably the same way and of course i say probably uh the next tip oh this is a good one this is a good one tip number seven Gate check your guitar. But there's, I need to be specific here. When you go to gate check your guitar. Okay, so let me set up the scenario. You've gotten to the airport, you've checked in, you've made it through security with your guitar and you're thinking to yourself, I made it. One last thing, I gotta get it on the plane. Well, you go to get it on the plane and they say, no, we don't have any room. Can't, you're gonna have to check your guitar. So you have to gate check it. Right there at the gate, they take it uh, from the, the the jet bridge and put it in the cargo hold. There's two types of tags when you gate check anything, right? There's an orange tag and there's a green tag. Get the green tag. Why? The green tag is reserved for things that people need immediately. Uh, think, uh, strollers, car seats, things like that. Maybe, maybe a wheelchair or something like that, where as people are coming off the plane, they need it right away. So it gets put on top of all the luggage and it's the first thing off the plane and it gets delivered to you at your destination's jet bridge. So you get off the plane and boom, your guitar is right there, but make sure to get the green tag. It's really important. If you get the orange tag, it's just going to get thrown with all the other luggage, not on top. So get the green tag. If you have to gate check, it's actually, it's actually pretty darn safe, but also just for, um, just for, safety's sake, wouldn't hurt to have a flight case as well. And as you know, I've, I've sung the praises of Calton cases. I use them whenever I travel and I've always had safe guitars. So I'm gonna say it one more time. Tip number six, carry the guitar on. The, there's a rule, I actually have it noted here. I'm not gonna read the whole rule, I'm just gonna give you the actual uh, citation of it in the whole scope of things. Um, section number 403. Of the faa modernization and reform act of 2012 permits passenger passengers to carry a guitar or another instrument in a plane's cabin instead of a carry-on bag as long as it will fit in normal luggage storage bins okay so carry it on and it wouldn't It probably wouldn't hurt to print that out. You can find it online again, it's section 403 of the FAA Modernization and Reform Act of 2012. It probably wouldn't hurt to have that on hand. Print it, put it in a bag, have it with you. It wouldn't hurt, right? You should be able to carry on your guitar. Now I've had a dreadnought in a Kalton case and it does fit in the overhead compartment. Okay, so if you get on there and the flight attendant says that's not gonna fit in the overhead, very politely say, hey, can I just at least try and make sure it fits? If you're able to get on the plane and there's empty overhead space, a dreadnought in a Calton case on a standard size plane will fit. I've done it dozens of times in the last two years and had no issue with it. So yes, you can carry on your guitar. It is a little bit anxiety producing, but it will fit. I, I guarantee it will fit on a, on a normal plane. In my experience, I have to put those disclaimers out there. Tip number five. This one I, I learned uh, firsthand, Humidipax. I've sung the praises of Bovida Humidipax, right? They're fantastic. They're awesome. Keep your guitar humidified. You don't have to think about it. I have them in all my cases because they're great. If you're carrying your guitar on and you're going through security, don't leave the Humidipax in your guitar. Okay, this happened to me just recently, Whitney and I went to, um, Santa Monica. We were just in uh, LA area and I was bringing my guitar. I had Humidipax in the case going through security. They pulled my guitar, did the full search because the packs are filled with the gel substance that exceeds the, uh, the amount that is safe for um, uh, on the plane. I don't know what it is. You know, you have to have your soaps in a four ounce bottle or whatever. Anyways, I got busted with the humidipacks. Luckily, luckily, uh, the the Bozeman security here is is pretty kind. Uh, of course, it's a smaller town, so the security is kind of uh, much nicer than some of the larger airports. But they said, hey, okay, this, this doesn't fly, um, but since it's in your guitar, we'll let you we'll let you carry it on. I was very very pleased with that. But if you have humidipacks in your guitar and you're trying to get through security, pull them out, throw them out, get new ones, or If you want to make sure your guitar stays humidified, pull them out, put them in your check bag and then return them to your guitar case. When you get to your destination, that's tip number five, tip number four. This is something that it has about a 50% success rate. Okay. I'll just say that right now, but it doesn't hurt. Tip number four is to ask for early boarding. You could be boarding group C or four, the last boarding group. All you have to do is when you're waiting at the gate, go up to the gate manager person at the desk and say, I have a guitar. I wanna make sure that I get the guitar on the plane in overhead space. Would Would it be okay if I boarded with group number one? That's all you have to do. Please, please works as well. Could I please board with group number one? They might say no. They might say yes. But it also gives you an opportunity to go back to, I forget which tip number it was, maybe seven. Uh, it, it gives you an opportunity to get a green gate check bag also. So you're not stressed out, right? So ask for early boarding. It might work. It might not. It's okay. It gives you another opportunity to ask for a green tag ahead of time so you're not panicking in the last moment. Okay, tip number three, ask for the closet. Yes, on most standard-sized planes, there is a closet where the flight attendants can keep their coats and things like that. This closet, if minimally packed, can fit a guitar case. It can fit, can fit a Kalton Dreadnought case. I've done it before. Just ask kindly, right when you get on the plane, the first flight attendant you see say, hey, does this plane have a closet? They will say yes, or they will say no. If they say yes, can we check if my guitar fits in the closet? Right, don't say, can I use it for this guitar? Can we check together? Make it a team effort, right? And if there's room, the guitar will fit. I've done it, I did it to Chicago, I did it uh, on the way to LA, the most recent trip that I had. Um, We had a connecting flight and the connecting flight had a closet, boom. The guitar went in there plain and simply just fine. Plain and simply just fine, went in there easily. Uh, So that's tip number three, ask for the closet, okay? They're not gonna offer it to you, so please ask. Tip number two is probably the most important one on this list. Actually, tip I'm gonna switch tip number two and tip number one. Tip number one is the most important, but we're not going there quite yet. Tip number two, please and thank you. This goes a long way. And you're a guitar geek, so I know already you're a kind person. But what can happen is, when we're flying we have the anxiety we have the stress everything's kind of up in the air pun intended good dad joke right um you get flustered and and flight attendants gate managers they're all dealing with people that are stressed out they're out of their element and people can be really crass you know if you're protecting your guitar it can come off it can come off pretty short maybe not all that kind so just remind yourself please and thank you smile be kind, call people by their name, right? You're not trying to manipulate people. You're just trying to say, hey, I'm a human, you're a human. It's stressful for me to fly with this guitar. Can I please board early? Thank you so much, I really appreciate it. Can I please have a green tag? Hey, uh, flight attendant, can you please check and see if this guitar will fit in the closet on the plane? Can I please shoot down to the end of the plane and, and go ahead and stow my guitar in the, in the overhead bin? These tiny little things go a long way, and if you really want to up it, get a Starbucks gift card and give it to a flight attendant that helps you out. They they think those are gold, right, because they're in airports. Every airport has a Starbucks. Every flight attendant needs coffee, plain and simple. So please and thank you goes a very, very long way. This isn't a manners class, but I just wanted to be very clear because sometimes in the, in the passion of, of air travel, uh, we can kind of that can go by the wayside. So please and thank you. Uh, And tip number one, the biggest, most important tip in this entire list, AirTags or Tile. Tony, what the hell are you talking about? AirTags, I believe is a product by Apple that allows you to track Valuables. You can put it on your keys so you don't lose your keys. You can put it on your phone so you don't lose your phone. You can put it on any number of things so you don't lose it. It allows you to track it via an app on your phone. Throw an AirTag in your guitar case. Okay, this is an invaluable tip that I saw from, I I wanna say it was Jake Workman or Russ Carson, uh, both uh, ironically members of Ricky Skagg's band but putting an air tag in your case putting a tile which is just another it's another device not made by apple tile allows you to track things i actually have one on my keys it allows you to track whatever it's attached to okay so if you check your guitar having an air tag or a tile is invaluable especially if you're going from connecting flight to connecting flight and the baggage is going through all sorts of baggage handling This will allow you to track it, so if for whatever reason, God forbid, your guitar gets lost in transit, you can track it and say, it's right there. I know where it's at, it's right there. I can show you on my phone, right? Same thing is true even if you ship your guitar. Same thing is true even if you carry on your guitar. Hey, it has happened before, guitars get stolen. How awesome is it to have an air tag or a tile in your guitar case and be able to say, hey, authority person, airport security, my guitar seems to be moving rather fast towards the exit. Can we stop that person, right? So air tags or tile, I'm not endorsed by them. This isn't a sponsor deal. It's just a a tip that I heard that I wanted to share with you. Thus concludes 10 tips to help air travel uh, become a little bit less stressful for you, which brings me to a question I have for all of you. And that is, do you have any tips for air travel for those guitar geeks watching the show? If you've traveled with your guitar on an airplane, what's something that has helped you out? Let me know in the comments below. Let all of us know in the comments below. It's really, Kind of hard to find resources online to help you with traveling with your guitar. So let's make one right here, right now, in the comments. If you have any tips for your fellow guitar geeks who might be taking an, a, a plane somewhere and they want to bring their guitar, let us know in the comments below. Let's build this resource. I think it will be something that proves to be invaluable for all of us. So let's do. Uh, let's pay it forward. Let's uh, let's uh, up the greater guitar geek good and um, share your travel tips in the comments below. Uh, all right, let's, um, well, gosh, let's go ahead and, um, pop into some acoustic news you can use. I found a really awesome segment from Chicago music exchange. This is another, uh, really awesome. I'll call it a mini show and it's called this just in, and this is where Nathaniel Murphy goes to the basement of Chicago music exchange, goes through the racks and shows you stuff that hasn't made the website yet. I'm talking some really cool stuff, stuff. That's super fresh that if you see something you want, you can just call and say, Hey, I saw this on the, this just in show. And, uh, I kind of want, I kind of want it. I'm interested. So it's kind of a, a sneak peek as to what's about to hit the website. Um, just so you know what I'm talking about, let's go ahead and have a quick little sneak peek right now.
1: This is a Supro Sahara from the sixties in a Wedgwood blue. Wow. Oh wow, look at that colour. It's like an old car from the 50s or 60s. I'm just That is gorgeous. Look at that. Right, we've got another odd looking case here. Uh, the Supro Thunderstick from the 50s in silver bursts. Now, I mean this case has seen some life. Look at that, it's been held together with one of these things. I've got to be careful of. Do you reckon that's real alligator? Who knows, it could be. Wow, what is going on here? Also a bit more alligator on the inside. Look at that, look at that color. Adam Jones, I know where you got your color from. That is gorgeous. Look at that, and the gold pickups as well. Thing with alligators is they tend to live for about 100 years, so there is an increased chance that they will see you later.
0: Now, uh, oh, here's the the artist that's new to me. Uh, Just recently, I was surfing Instagram, as I do, late at night, usually, and uh, I found a new artist, Nat Myers. Never heard of him before. You you may have you might already know of him, and that's totally fine. But I wanted to share him with somebody here who's watching that may have never seen or heard of him before. Wow, Nat Myers, get him on your radar. He's got a new album coming out June twenty third, entitled Yellow Peril, and uh, let's go ahead and listen to the title track right now. If you dug that, I mean, because I certainly did, I, that pretty much grabbed me by my ear and just made me stand straight up. Um, go ahead and mark your calendars for June 23rd if that had the same effect on you, because that album's coming out. I think it's going to be glorious. It's coming out on Easy Eye Sound, uh, which is the label. And, uh, okay, that, that concludes our, our first dose of acoustic news you can use. Let's move to a guitar signal from Poland. This is cool. I mean, this is infused with all sorts of goodness. So I'm going to read the description and then we'll dig into the actual guitars. This comes from Robert Rusiecki. I hope I said that correctly. And again, uh, he's located in Warsaw, Poland, and he says this, hi, Tony. I've been watching your acoustic letter reviews and acoustic Tuesday show for many years. I'm sending two photos of my guitar arsenal because it was not possible to fit all the instruments in one. I hear you on that, Robert. I lived for seven years in Chicago, where I was also a student at the Old Town School of Folk Music for three years. I also witnessed the Chicago Blackhawks winning the Stanley Cup three times in 2010, 2013 and 2015. Each time, and this is so cool, we had the cup in the office for a couple of hours as one of the team members, not a player though, is Polish. After that, I lived in Houston, Texas for four years. It was in America that the largest part of the instrument collection was created, as a tribute to the rich history and culture of the guitar in the United States. Now I'm at home in Poland, but in March, I'll probably go to South Africa for a couple of years. I'm still a fan of the Chicago Blackhawks. Once a Hawks fan, always a Hawks fan. The jersey I am wearing was given to me by the Blackhawks after winning the cup in 2015, hence the number 15, which is signed by many of the players. Kind regards. Now, here's what he has in his guitar arsenal. The first photo uh, is the top row, uh, rather photo number one top row from the left, a Martin T1K, a Breedlove Luau tenor ukulele, a Gibson Style One soprano ukulele, a Lion and Healy mandolin, a Martin A-style mandolin, a Gibson A50 mandolin purchased at the Old Town School Music Store, an Epiphone EM50 mandolin, and a Harmony mandolin. The middle row, a Yamaha SLG200N, a Washburn M108SW mandolin, a Defoe nylon string, a Regal 5298, a Marcelli lute, and an Epiphone banjo. The bottom row, a Cordoba C9, a Godin collection nylon string, a Regal Buck Jones cowboy guitar, a Martin 0018C nylon string, a Carmona Ramida RDS nylon string, an Alvarez Yairi CY118 nylon string, and a Guild M120 from the Westerly collection. Photo number two, Top row from the left, a K K1160, a Martin Triple O17, a Taylor AD17, a Stella Harmony H6130, the middle row, a Gibson J29, a Martin D16E, a Harmony Sovereign H1260, a Guild Mark II Nylon string, an Epiphone Master Built Frontier FT110, and the bottom row, a Squire J Mascus Signature Jazzmaster, and a Gretsch G5120. Holy smokes. Robert, thank you for that. I'm, I'm baffled. I mean, that is one hell of a collection. Uh, Robert, thank you so much for your guitar uh picture and thank you for the story as well. Two funny things out of there. The Gibson J29. You know the story behind that, right? They released the J29 because it's one better than the Martin D28. I thought that was pretty funny. I know our Gibson rep told me that at the time when I was working at Music Villa and I just thought that was funny. Nice little uh, healthy competition between the two brands. And then also you mentioned your Hawks jersey. And for many of you watching, you know that I'm a Hawks fan and I got this Hawks jersey, the reverse retro jersey, which I didn't like at first, but then I saw it on the ice with the socks, the full deal. And I thought, man, those are really cool. So the Hawks have been rebuilding. Just this is gonna be an aside, some hockey talk here the Hawks have been rebuilding. They traded Patrick Kane. They traded everybody that I've ever loved on the Hawks. I mean, the beginning of the season, we got rid of Kirby Doc, Alex DeBrinkett. I mean, you name it, Sam Lafferty, they got rid of. Jack Johnson went back to the avalanche. Just name a player, okay? So trade deadline's approaching, and I'm like, okay, they dealt Kane. We're done. So I think to myself, who can I hang my hat on to depend on for the Hawks, right? Who, who, who's going to be the dependable player that's going to be the next leader? And I think to myself, well, Max Domi. Max Domi's been having a great year. The Hawks are surely going to hang on to him. So I order his jersey. The day this jersey shows up, my Domi jersey, number 13, the day this jersey shows up at my house is the day he got traded to the Dallas Stars. How cool is that? How cool is that? So maybe um, maybe he'll come back to the Hawks at some point. I don't know. But man, sure was a surprise when I saw that. Anyways, uh, back to the guitar, right? Go ahead and grab your guitar. It's time to see what the TAC family is working on today. Every week with Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family rotates between the five essential guitar skills that make learning any song that much easier. On Monday, they do a technique challenge. Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge. Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge. Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge. And Friday, a chord transition challenge. Today, they are working on a guitar lick, and here is what they're working on. Your Tuesday TAC guitar lick challenge is entitled four leaf clover. This is a blues lick in the key of E and it's palm muted. This week within Tony's acoustic challenge every day we're focusing on palm muting from the technique challenge all the way through the chord transition challenge. And of course, including the guitar lick challenge that you're seeing today. Let me go ahead and play this for you and then I'll show you actually how you can integrate it into a 12 bar blues. Here's how it sounds. It sounds muted, it sounds palm muted, and that's for good reason. Now, if you want to learn this note for note tack fam, go ahead and log in. This is your daily challenge today. Go ahead and click start challenge. That'll take you to the teaching video. Once you get it under your fingers, you can then move to the play along video, pick a speed that's comfortable for you. And then don't forget, don't forget to click that tab icon in the lower right hand corner, and that'll pull up the tab in a separate window. So you can have that right alongside the video. Okay. So this lick, what's the deal? It doesn't sound like a lot. It is now I want you to think of this in, in really two different uh, realms. Number one, the palm muted part of it, that actually gives you some serious dynamic power. If you want to bring the overall dynamic of a song down, throw in some palm muting and immediately you'll see that it has a drastic effect. The second realm that this lick lives in or the second kind of secret power that it gives you is the ability to break away from a blues shuffle and maintain rhythmic momentum without having to go to a chord. Here's what I mean. I'm gonna go ahead and play through a shuffle and you're gonna notice rather quickly, it gets pretty one dimensional. Here's how just a standard blues shuffle would sound. It's okay, it works, but let's be honest, it's not all that exciting, especially when you repeat it all the time. Now, it is exciting if you throw it in now and again, and it also is exciting if it's the first thing you learn on guitar like it was for me. I remember playing that over and over and over again to the degree that my mom would say, Tone, I really like that you're playing guitar, but I really want you to learn something else. So I wish I had this lick I'm about to show you at that time anyways all jokes aside uh, so if you're playing that shuffle pattern and you want to break it up you can integrate this lick here's how that would sound I hope you really dug this, and I hope that it allows you to see some different ways you can actually use any lick. You can transpose them, you can use them repeatedly, so it kind of creates this momentum. And of course, adding that palm muting does give you control over your dynamics. Okay, one more thing before we get back to the show. I wanna talk about perspective, specifically small wins. It's possible that you might stop a playing session and say, wow, that didn't go very well at all. In fact, that sucked and I didn't play well and I didn't learn anything. And that really bums me out. That's one way you can look at it or you can look at it like this. Wow. I'm really proud of myself. I sat down and tried something new. Since it's new, I didn't know how to do it and I'm working so that I do learn how to do it. And it's going to take some time, but, You know what? I started, I started that ball. I pushed it down the hill. Now the momentum has started. And as I sit down with this again, I'm going to learn it quicker. I'm going to learn it faster and I will get there. That's the same playing session looked at two different ways, two different perspectives. Here's the deal. You can always find something wrong with your playing. You can always find a negative. In fact, as humans, we have this negative bias. I think it has something to do with our survival instinct or something like that. I think I read that somewhere. But what I want you to do is try and find one single positive every time you sit down and play guitar and celebrate that small win. Maybe it's showing up. Maybe it's the fact that you had a busy day and you took some time out. You took some time out. You carved out a little time to play guitar. Maybe it's the fact that you did try something new. Maybe you didn't get it note for note, but you tried it and you pushed yourself outside your comfort zone. Always find that positive and celebrate it. When you celebrate a small win, it makes that habit lock in much, much deeper. It makes that habit really, uh, really kind of. Uh, God, I'm, I'm lacking the terms for it. It really makes the habit stick. When you associate positive emotions with a habit, you're much more likely to continue that habit. And that's exactly what I want you to do. So right now, before we get back to the show, let me know one small win in the comments below from your last playing session time for round two of acoustic news you can use. And coming up first is speaking of Gibson, told you about the Gibson J29. Uh, They released episode number three of their series, The Process. And this is a deeper dive into how they make guitars. And season two, I think they're on. Anyway, the current season is focused on Gibson acoustic guitars, which are built here in Bozeman, Montana. They just released episode three, as I mentioned, and it focuses on binding and the binding process. Really cool to check out. Here's the trailer. Binding itself, the first step is always inspection. We will prep up
2: the edges make sure it's clean of all defects and it's good to go. Um, We will seal it up to make sure there's no bleeds. Um, Like I said, the melting binding could leach into the top and affect the finish and just making sure that's perfect so that there'll be no gaps or no defects passed on. So during a typical shift, we will bind, as a department, 120 guitars uh, per person. That's 15 to 20 guitars per shift. The purpose of binding, there's a few different purposes. Um, Mainly, it's to protect the edge of the guitar, um, make sure it lasts a long time, uh, adds that final protective layer at the end. And then on the higher end, it's a bit decorative. It's like the final trim on the body. Um, There's like standard G series that just gets a single layer, and the higher end stuff will end up having shell purfling, like
0: abalone. It's funny as you were watching that. I'm on Fender's, you know, SMS messaging to where they they send me text messages for you know new announcements, and I'm all excited when I get them because I'm like, oh, they must be coming out with a new guitar. No, I got a, a text message about a hat. They just released a hat, so I might get off of that text message chain there. I don't really unclear the connection there. But anyways, moving on to your, your next news story uh, gems on VHS. I've sung their praises because they feature awesome performances, awesome footage and just these very cool field recordings that are just, they're good for the soul. Well, they just released a folk songbook. Check this out. Uh, Happy to announce that our very first songbook is officially on sale. This book is filled with chords and lyrics to some of our favorite traditional folk songs that have all been featured on the channel. Uh, Great stuff, and there's a quick little uh, snippet here. I want you to check out this video. What's going on, folks? Anthony here. We got Folk Songs Volume 1, the official Gems on VHS songbook, chock full of old folk songs, illustrations, chords, and a little bit of history, right? They'll get you one link in our bio it's on the website. Learn about folk music. Wow have I got something for you to wrap up acoustic news you can use. Saw this picture of Billy Strings on Instagram and I thought it was photoshopped. It's a picture of Billy Strings playing Tony Rice's guitar. Turns out wasn't photoshopped at all. Billy Strings had the chance to sit down and play Tony Rice's guitar, the infamous Martin D-28 with the large sound hole that was uh, formerly Clarence White's. It was Tony Rice's, and now Billy Strings had a chance to play it. Now, he doesn't own it. I need to be clear. This this is not his guitar, but to see a guitar that defined a genre, uh, call it the second wave of bluegrass, if you will, being played by what I consider the next wave of bluegrass is just so cool. It's almost like the Olympic torch being passed in a way. So I saw this picture and I thought, that is so cool. I got to feature this on the show. And then they released a video of him playing it. And I was like, okay, this just got way cooler. And I want you to see that video right now.
2: You can hear it. It's like, you know, it doesn't sound like him playing it, but you can hear the guitar.
0: And on those genre-defining notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week and check out this segue. Billy Strings plays Thompson guitars. Next week on the Acoustic Tuesday Show, we're gonna dig into two more guitars from my guitar MyGuitarSnow. They are both dreadnoughts and they just so happen to both be made by Thompson Guitars out in Sisters, Oregon. Yes, we're gonna dig into those instruments next week on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. I think you're really gonna dig them because these guitars, although they look the same, are very, 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 very very different. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Thank you so much for joining me today. And before I let you go, please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please take the time to invest in your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Yes, fun should be your top priority. Again, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your time with me and thanks for being a guitar geek. I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers to you, guitar geeks unite.